The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. So today we celebrate this great feast day of all saints. And I really like today's feast day because it's celebrating all the saints, not just because that's the parish where I grew up, although that does help. But today we celebrate the victory of all the saints, both those known to us and those unknown to us. The saints who have achieved this victory over sin and over death. And we celebrate them and ask them to assist us in our hope of joining them in heaven one day. Because as the famous song says, we all want to be in that number. We desire to be one of those holy ones who in Revelation are clothed in these robes that have been made white in the blood of the Lamb. We desire deep within our hearts that salvation which comes from God who is seated on the throne, that salvation which comes from the Lamb. And so how do we do this? We must purify ourselves and become children of God. We must separate ourselves from the things of this world. St. Paul says that the world does not know God. And so if we are to become like God, the world will not know us either because the world does not know God. Everything on this planet is secondary to the love that we must have for God. We must entirely submit ourselves to him. We must die to our earthly ambitions and our earthly desires. And we must allow God to use us as his chosen instruments. Jesus tells us exactly how to do this in the gospel today. He gives us the Beatitudes. But the Beatitudes are not these nice little platitudes about how we are supposed to be nice to one another. They are the new law of Jesus Christ. Just as Moses proclaimed the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai and they formed the foundation of the Mosaic Law and of the Old Covenant, so now Jesus proclaims these beatitudes from a mountain, makes them the code of conduct for his kingdom and the foundation of the new covenant 
They are what we must follow if we want to call ourselves a child of God. If we don't take the Beatitudes seriously, we put our souls in peril. And so to become like saints, like those great holy men and those great holy women that we celebrate today, we must live the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those who are poor in spirit have conquered pride within themselves. They don't hold themselves above others. They are humble and God-fearing because they know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and that true wisdom allows us to live as children of God. Now, this fear of the Lord should not cripple us and terrorize us, but it helps us to remember that through our actions we judge ourselves, and when we meet God, he will pronounce this judgment we have made. And so it's not wise to hold ourselves above others, and especially not wise to hold ourselves above him, who is the source of all knowledge and the ruler of heaven. To be poor in spirit means that we recognize that people have authority over us, that perhaps we are not always right. In a word, it's humility. The proud receive their reward on this earth, while those who are humble and poor in spirit receive their reward in heaven. If we look at our saints, St. Therese of Lisieux, amongst all of the other Beatitudes, shows us this one. She wanted to be everything, but recognized that that was impossible. So instead of clinging to pride and trying to do everything, she recognized that her humble and simple prayers, her little way, was what was going to bring her to heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. We may mourn the loss of certain things in this world. For example, power, wealth, prestige, jobs. But the loss of these is nothing compared to the rewards that God has promised us. And when we lose these things for God, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, will bring us peace as we seek Him. Much more than these temporal and fleeting losses we might experience we should mourn that sinfulness that we find in our lives because it continues to separate us from God. And so God can comfort us by delivering us, delivering us from these things if we but ask him. I think a great exemplar for those who mourn is our Blessed Mother Mary, whose seven sorrows especially are well known, who watched her son be crucified for our sake, knowing that he never did any of that stuff of which he was accused. And yet when we look at her, we know that Mary was never without this great peace within her heart and that she never sinned. She was never separated from God. You cannot ask for greater comfort than that. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. We often mistake Weakness and meekness, but they are not the same thing. The meek, yes, they accept wickedness and evil being 
inflicted upon them. But they also always work to overcome that evil with good. The martyrs of our holy church exemplify meekness. Often this happens in the face of persecution by their government. Read the stories of St. Lawrence, of St. Charles Luanga, of St. Lorenzo Ruiz, St. Thomas More, all martyred for their faith by the people who governed them. Our Catholic ancestors in the United States showed great meekness as well, as they suffered through terrible anti-Catholic bias, which was both legal and illegal in parts of the country, but they suffered it nonetheless and continued to work always for the common good. They founded organizations to help one another, such as the Knights of Columbus, whose founder was beatified today. They worked for the rights of workers in the various labor movements. They founded hospitals to care for the sick. They established the largest non-governmental school system in this country. And they were exemplars in charity towards their neighbor. That is not weakness, but it is meekness. Piety is what we must always fall back to for this virtue. Because the proper prayer and worship of God and praying to the saints is what gives us that inner peace that allows us in the face of evil to continue doing the good. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Jesus himself told us, that his food is to do the will of the Father. And so as we unite ourselves to Christ, this too will become our food. Because righteousness and the will of the Father are the same thing. And so we must fight off sin and temptations to do our own will, asking the Lord to give us fortitude to strengthen us against these things. Because united to the will of the Father, we will surely be satisfied. Because there is nothing sweeter than the righteousness of union with God. We can look to St. Mother Teresa for an example here. Her nourishment for her soul was to bring the love and mercy of God to the poor people of India, to the dying in India. And despite much trial and tribulation in her life, she always persisted in this great and most satisfying work. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God offers us great mercy every day of our life. He died for our sins on the cross to redeem us from damnation. And then he gave us the sacraments to be these fonts of mercy within our lives. And most particularly in the sacrament of confession, where we see the mercy of God face to face, so to speak. God's mercy is constantly offered to us. But if we close our hearts to it, if we close our hearts to the people around us, it's all for naught. Because if we cannot show mercy to our neighbor and love them as God loves us, then we are incapable of receiving that mercy from God. Those who are merciless condemn themselves, but those who share the mercy given to them are lifted up to heaven. We can look at St. Dismas, the good thief who was crucified next to our Lord here. His last action on this earth 
was a small mercy to Jesus Christ to stand up for him to that other thief that was crucified with them. Something that small, though, resulted in the promise of eternal life for him because God is never outdone in his mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. We don't see God with our eyes. We see him with our hearts. And so we must clean our hearts of earthly and evil things. Because that's where God dwells. If we continuously try to kick God out of our heart, we're never going to see him. Because we've hidden him under this muck and this filth of sin. To get a clean heart, we inform our conscience. We live a moral life, and we do our best to educate ourselves. We can look at St. Mary Magdalene and St. Augustine, who were both known as public sinners, but by cleansing their hearts, they achieved eternal glory by replacing this desire for sin that they had and replacing that with the desire for God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. The peacemaker must first be at peace with his or herself. The peacemaker must unify his heart and body and soul with God and God's will and cast out all of the things of this world. When someone is purified from such lower things, then they are a peacemaker and they can lead people to God because they know God. And they can bring them to the source of peace. And this is the kind of work that can only be done when you are truly a child of God. Because only those who fear the Lord and have that wisdom, only those who know the Lord intimately can do this. The prince of this world, Satan, strives after division and disorder and strife. And those who keep their eyes on just this world, who have placed their hopes in political power or in money or just power in general, those who have made an idol of their nation or have made an idol of their political party or candidates, who've made an idol even of a particular person, even if they're a holy person, those who have placed their hope and salvation, and anyone who is not God have separated themselves from God. Such people have made themselves at best children of this world, and if they do it with malintent, then they're children of the devil. Such people can't bring peace because there is no peace within their heart. And there's no peace within the one whom they follow. They can only bring division we can look at one of our great saints because long before the United States actually made any progress against the morally bankrupt, ill-religious, totalitarian policies of communism or the even worse policies of Marxism, one of the greatest peacemakers in all of history was on the front lines, St. Pope John Paul II. If we want to bring peace into this world and healing into this world, we must look to saints like him and become living saints. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. When we exemplify these beatitudes, we will be hated and persecuted by this world. Because the children of this world don't care for that. They hate everything for which we stand. But when we live the Beatitudes, we become children of God. We show that we are members of the kingdom of heaven. And we get ourselves ready to receive an internal inheritance, which is beyond all imagining. So let us take the Beatitudes seriously and live them just as every single one of the saints did. Today, we celebrate the saints, and we ask them to help us as we strive to be amongst that number.